This week's Off the Vine is sponsored by GEICO. Go to GEICO.com and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket? It just may be the most rewarding to do you do today. LaCroix, enjoy LaCroix sparkling water, a healthier alternative for you and your lifestyle. LaCroix sparkling water is available nationwide, but for a full list of retailers, visit LaCroixwater.com. And for more information, join the LaCroix community on social at LaCroix Water. Hydrant, refreshing hydration never felt so good. For 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com slash vine or enter promo code vine at checkout. Caldrea, get free shipping on orders of $50 or more when you buy online at caldrea.com. That's C-A-L-D-R-E-A.com. Add wonder to your washing. And Briars, try Briars Carb Smart for your next sweet tooth craving. Available at all major retailers, Walmart, Target, Kroger, Amazon Fresh, etc. Go to briars.com slash find to get a coupon to try it today. Who's down with no TV? Who's down with no TV? Who's down with no TV? Podcast One presents Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. Caitlin is creating a space where girls and gents can feel empowered to be themselves. Get ready for lots of laughs, taboo topics, unfiltered advice, and wine. Lots of wine. Get ready to shake things up. Here's Caitlin. Okay, it's about to go down. What's up, guys? Welcome to the dark, fiery, scary depths of hell. Today I'm with no one other than Caitlin Bristow, but we have a little twist today because because it's the mashup and you're also listening to Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. You have such a good intro and I'm like, and uh, you're listening to Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> also, you're an OG podcaster. You inspired girls like me to start ours. So don't put yourself down right now. Ooh, really? When, when did you start your podcast? I have about 80 episodes, but it's been like like a year and a half. Oh, good for you. That's awesome. Do you love doing it? I love it. Yeah. I really love it. You're born for this. Um, also, yeah. So I feel like we have this remix episode we've never done before. Um, Caitlin said it's pretty much Moulin Rouge. We don't know who's the Christina yet, but we're not going to fight over it. If anyone is the Christina, it's Caitlin because she's an actual musician that I just found out about. <laughs> Me too. I just found out about that too. Do you- <laughs> Caitlin, do you really, my job is like making fun of everyone, including myself. Yeah. When your song came out, I was like, oh, I, I like her, but I have to be honest with the girl. If it's bad, I'm going to have to make fun of her. Yeah. You slapped. It oh was a God. slap. It slapped so hard. I played it in front of like the Instagram live with my friend Paige. And Paige was like, I don't really like country. And I was like, bitch, give it a chance. Um, I just want to say congrats. Thank you. Oh my gosh, that's so nice because I was like mentally preparing myself for, you know, criticism and rightfully so like constructive or whatever. People are allowed to have their opinions and not like music. And I'd been like mentally preparing for people to not like the song for so long that I forgot what about the people who are actually going to enjoy it. And it like took over my brain. And so now I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so just like friggin' grateful and happy about it. And I would have totally accepted um, a, a little like poke or jab if you didn't like it because that's okay you don't nobody has to like my music so thank you for saying that because i know you'd be honest (laughs) and the song if i'm being honest is based on honesty you guys should download it on spotify if you haven't already or wherever the hell people listen to music nowadays but i think that also you didn't just put it together in a basement in vancouver like you (laughs) nothing against vancouver but like you're in nashville and 
um, what was, how, 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 when did you figure out you could sing? Well, that was one of my fears of releasing music was, I was like, oh, people are just going to think because I'm in Nashville, I think I can just like take up singing or put it on my resume. But I've been singing and dancing since I was like three years old. And I was always in musical theater, like song and dance. And that's what my mom did as well. And so I actually just took voice lessons in Vancouver when I lived there for fun. Like I was just like, oh, that'll be something fun I can do as a hobby because I enjoyed it. And then when I came to Nashville, I'm like, I found myself being friends with singers and songwriters and being like, whoa, this this the city is full of talent. And so I've just been kind of doing it, um, not so silently, like I kind of teased it ever since I started doing voice lessons. But it's been like four years of working on my voice in Nashville and finally having the balls to share it. So I feel connected to you in a way that like reality TV has given us exposure to kind of do what we love and immediately have people like I always want to be heard in whatever form and I'd been writing comedy for a long time. And then after the show, my podcast, I decided to do a live show. My friend was like, do 10 minutes of stand up. You won't. And I'm like, fine, I will. And I loved it. But in New York city, people don't just accept a reality TV star with a following to start doing stand up comedy. But if you put in the work, people will respect you. And I just felt like the song was so professionally well done. And it was, it really came from your heart. It wasn't just like a, it didn't seem like just a ploy for money to like get, you know? Well, thank you for saying that. Cause I mean, I could have come right off the show or, you know, like so many of those douchebags go on bachelor and bachelorette to like promote their music and be like, Oh no, I'm totally here for love. And they like come out with a guitar. Um, so (laughs) all their interviews are them singing and they're like, I, I, I communicate through song. Right. They're just going off on riffs. Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, but yeah, I was like, Oh, I can't be that person. And that isn't why I went on the show. Like I wasn't like, Ooh, maybe one day I'm going to put out a song and this will help me. But yeah, people don't take you like as serious if you are on a reality show because, they think, well, they're just like me. They're just like a degenerate that landed a TV gig and now they have some sort of fame behind them. But they're, you know, they don't have talent. And uh, so, yeah, it was it was I was definitely a little scared, like this whole four years of singing and doing voice lessons was, because it was a passion of mine, too. I didn't want to like I didn't want people to take that away from me. Yeah, like it was your dream that you were building up. And the second it goes on, everyone's like, you suck, Caitlin, put the mic down. And you're like, but I just love to try to get a tune. I'm just trying to sing my my dogs to sleep at night. Exactly. Though we are apart these days, we're sharing more. And Geico would like to say thank you. Thanks for sharing your savage dance moves. Thanks for sharing your DIY haircut fails. Thanks for sharing your inner lip sync star. And now it's Geico's turn to share too. With the Geico Give Back, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers. And because Geico's committed for the long haul, the 15% credit lasts your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash give back for info and eligibility. Learn more about Geico's 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies at geico.com slash give back. When you went on the show, on your show, did they, because I obviously I'm like, have not watched and I don't know the concept. Oh, no, I know the concept. But like, did they know you're a comedian and that's why they brought you on? Or were you just like, how did you get on the show? And then did you use that as like a launching pad for your career? Great question. I was, so I was originally a tennis player. And then 
after I was like, I played for the University of Wisconsin. And then one day you're just told like you're done. Mm-hmm. And I was in like a three year, just very lost place. I didn't feel like I had a purpose. I was doing sales. I was doing marketing. It just sucked. And then I just, this is why I believe in manifestation. Oh God, girl. Same. Girl, it's, it's my, it's like 101 manifest that shit. Yeah. And we're not even in LA. We don't even have crystals. It still can work, you guys. (laughs) Yes, you don't need the crystals. I mean, I love them, but you don't need them. (laughs) We love a crystal, but you can do it without because we're in quarantine. We can't be running around trying to find crystals. No. So I, I saw an old sports broadcasting video I did in college where like I learned how to edit and it was me being like, hey guys, the Badgers won 42 to 63 or And I was like, I want to do video. I literally just said, I want to do video. And then I just started talking to people about it. And then randomly, my friend said that this company Betches was looking for a video producer of like five years experience. And I was like, I don't have that. But I quit my job and I started doing like an internship, unpaid internship at 25 years old or 26. And all my friends were like, oh, is Hannah okay? Like, I don't know. Has anyone checked on Hannah? She's doing yeah. like video unpaid. But in my head, I saw a big picture. I was like, I want to be happy in four years because I'm miserable. And Betches, um, I submitted like a ton of ideas and they go, look, you have no experience, but we'll bring you on freelance. And then in that role, like I just learned so much. I was writing like 80 memes a week. I was writing comedy scripts. I was learning how to put together jokes And that's where I started to meet some reality TV people because guys like you would come in for interviews and I interviewed the Summer House cast (laughs) and I was like making fun of them. And then when they were doing a big recast for season three, my name was thrown around because I'd known them from around town. Yeah. And they were looking for someone who was outgoing. And that's when I got the call, you're going to be on Summer House. And I said, I was talking to my, I think it was my lawyer. And they were like, look, go on the show. The worst thing that can happen is people are just blah about you. Either have them like love you or hate you. Just be yeah. like committed to yourself. And he was like, what do you want to do to like for your own monetization? And I was like, I want to start a podcast where I talk to people about their demons because I'm meeting all these reality TV people and all these celebrities and they're all f-ing insane. Like we're all insane. Yeah. And I need to kind of expose that in like a funny way and show we're all more similar than different. Yes. So that's my like, that, oh yeah, but the way I started doing stand-up was doing my first live show and then I kind of fell in love with stand-up, but now I'm fired. I've been fired from stand-up what because of the quarantine, because oh, of Corona, yeah. all the stand-ups got fired. I mean, you still have your podcast and ways to like, you know, share your humor and everything, but yeah, that's crazy. I actually love that story so much. It's one of my favorite things to hear that people like, gosh, how young now is 25, right? Where, well, actually, I don't even know how old you are right now. I'm 28. Oh, okay, you're still young. Um, well, I'm still young too, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like twenties are like, but it's you're welcome. Um, but it's crazy because like at 25, I think so many people, which is crazy because it's so young, would think, well, I got to do what the blueprint tells me and keep moving forward and um, you know, into a career or do you know whatever. But the people who are like, no, I'm miserable and I want to do something that makes me happy, and so what? I have to sacrifice a few years of my life to like you know, have no money or do whatever to do what I love. That's so worth it. And I wish more people thought like that because it is so worth it. And if you manifest and do something that you love, I'm like, I feel like I'm a freaking broken record over here on my podcast all the time because I always preach that to people. And I mean, 
and to each their own like if you are a student and you like thrive in school and like want to become a lawyer and that's like your passion like obviously good for you but for people who think oh i can't do what i love and i should just do this because my parents told me this or this is how i'm supposed to do it like that noise i always say yeah find what brings you joy and my thing is i just didn't know what brought me joy and then when i thought about it i was like video i'm not gonna make money with video but when you're actually passionate about something you find ways to make it work and i think you making this song at this time in your career is so cool because you couldn't have planned this this wasn't a plan this is you just like checking in with yourself each day what's motivating you because you didn't go on The Bachelor being like, I'm going to drop a single. It's going to blow up. Never. And that's why I'm actually very anti five-year plans. Or like, I think, I think that stuff is so restricting. I think you don't even know what society is going to be in five years. So like just taking what, like, what the media is doing and how you're feeling and just keep evolving and just stop. I just hate society. <laughs> Oh my gosh, burn it to the ground. I am so with everything you're saying. I'm like, yes, yes. Like, I hate the question, what's your five-year plan? Or like, what? and anyone that asked me that when I was on The Bachelorette, I was like, ew, bye. Because I've never in my life been like a, uh, a like, okay, well, I have, I mean, I have goals, but I'm not like, you know, in five years, I need to have this. It's been like, since I was 20, I've been like, well, I would love to have kids. And then at 22, I'm like, I mean, maybe in a couple of years and then 25, I'm like, well, I still like I'm doing things that I love. And then it's like 27. Oh, shit. I'm still figuring out my life. And then 29, I'm like, oh, I would still love to have kids in a couple of years. And I'm still like every year that goes by then I'm like, well, fuck it, I'm just going to freeze my eggs because clearly the shit isn't happening anytime soon. So it's <laughs> like you just have to go with what path you're on and what things that you love. And exactly like you said, it's restricting to have a five year plan. Yeah. And it's also so much easier to find joy and to know what joy is after you've been in a dark place yeah so like I like did a little reading up and research with your ship but like I went through a really bad relationship at like 26 where I I think we all have to have that one yep so that we become women yeah where you think that a guy is gonna make you happy you lose yourself completely and you sign a deal with the devil that like okay i'll i'll be with him because that's what it should be because of whatever reasons you've you want to get married right now he's rich he's really hot he's tall who knows they'll take care of me he'll take care of me life will be easy and then you lose yourself you realize you are so much better off without him but you have to rebuild yourself and then you never let a man's take your identity again. Nope. But it, it, my goals as I've gotten older have become simpler. It used to be like, win the US Open, become famous. Now it's like, I want to wake up and like be at peace with my own thoughts. Yep. And it's- when that happens, you're so positive. You're like, oh, I didn't yell at myself today. At least that's a plus. <laughs> and then when things come and go, you don't associate them with happiness as much as, but more just the journey. Like, mm-hmm. And I even feel it sounds like with your song dropping, it wasn't about like an end result. It sounds more like it was a challenge that you wanted to overcome, maybe? It was. It was a complete, like, so, um, I was so insecure about it. It was something that I was like, I pride myself on being this risk taker and doing things outside my comfort zone. And I was like, if if you are that and that's what's gotten you to where you are, keep going. Like, you don't stop once you get to a certain place. Be like, well, I already did a lot of things, so I'll put that off. I was like, you have to keep going and just like do things that freak you out. And so I did it. And it was literally like, I, I honestly in my brain thought... 
okay, well, at least it has like a strong message right now with what people are going through in the quarantine and like lyrics can relate to people. And I just want it to like, you know, I just want people to listen to it and not feel alone. And I had no intentions of anything. Like the fact that I was even on a chart, I was like, what? Like it, it like I had no expectations at all from it, except for like self-negative talk where I expected people to hate it. And that I'm mad at myself for that. But that's the only expectations I had. And now I'm like so proud of myself and feel like I can do anything. And I'm like, I can't wait to write more music. And I think like your music writing is very connected to your reality TV journey because I actually, both going a little blind, I didn't watch your season. I watched when you were on Chris's. Yeah. And you... For some reason, and I don't say this to a lot of reality TV people. I'm not just like sucking up to you. You were, you had such a self-awareness and you had a humor to you um, that was very refreshing. And then the next season when they said they weren't picking you and it was you and another girl and the guys got to choose, I had a f***ing feminist freak out. And I said, this show, I'm over it. And I like couldn't watch your season because I was like too pissed off. Oh, I love that. I love your fire and your passion about that because I was the same way. I boycotted your season for bigger for feminism. <laughs> I respect the hell out of that because I was so angry during that and felt the same way. And it actually, now looking back, I'm so glad about it because it made me more of a feminist and it made me more of like taking like certain situations and feeling empowered through it and like supporting Brit, the other girl, instead of being like competition. Like it totally opened my eyes to another world of feminism that I'm like so proud of now. Yeah, and I think that you're also going to rally TV because it's all about vulnerability and making mistakes and just kind of owning your shit. And if you could do that on national TV, it's almost like writing a produced song of your feelings is like a natural next step where a lot of famous celebrities can't put their words together of how they feel when they're creating music. So I think you're almost creating this interesting like people know your life so hearing you sing and then feeling connected to you is like this beautiful combination of like reality tv music (laughs) (laughs) i made that that's uh, flattering thank you for saying that it's like a green screen song it's like (laughs) if i'm being honest (laughs) (laughs) i should you know what that could make for a really great music video Oh my god, it's just you on with a green screen in the back and producers like prodding you in the face. That's kind of great. I mean, it would be easy to film in quarantine. I do have a green screen. Girl, just saying, we're planting seeds. So LaCroix Sparkling Water delivers refreshment, flavor, and sparkle with an innocent twist of zero calories, zero sweeteners, and zero sodium. There are 27 LaCroix flavors, but if you've listened to Off the Vine recently, you know that I'm really loving their newest one, the Limoncello and Pastake, which is French for watermelon. I don't sound very French when I say it, but there you go. They are both so incredibly refreshing. The Pastake is getting me excited for summer. I picture myself on vacation, sipping some LaCroix, reading a book. Actually makes me feel relaxed already. LaCroix Sparkling Waters are gluten-free, vegan, kosher, non-GMO, Whole30 approved, and environmentally friendly. LaCroix cans are sustainable and recyclable, and they are actually the first on the market to be produced without BPA liner. So enjoy LaCroix Sparkling Water, a healthier alternative for you and your lifestyle. LaCroix Sparkling Water is available nationwide, but for a full list of retailers, visit LaCroixWater.com. And for more information, join the LaCroix community on social at LaCroix Water. I, in all my 
Burning in Hell podcast, I like to ask all my beautiful, gorgeous, successful guests, what is your biggest physical insecurity? Oh, gosh. I have a few. I have, of course, we all do. But I have, this is something um, I have worked on for so long because I'm going to tell you something. And I don't even actually know how many times I've talked about this because it was such an insecurity of mine, but I have touched on it. So when I was little, I had OCD and I don't know how you grow out of that, but I somehow, I'm, I'm sure I still have a little bit of it, but I, I, it wasn't as severe as when I was younger. And I used to be so ashamed of my face that it wasn't symmetrical because my OCD was causing me to like freak out if things weren't even. And everything needed to be even whether it was like like if i saw um a picture where my hair was parted down the middle and it wasn't like perfectly symmetrical i'd like have anxiety over it and i didn't know how to address that as a kid because you you don't really know what anxiety or ocd is but everything had to be even and so as i grew older and i was going through like high school i would not hand out my school pictures because i thought my face was so uneven and one eye was smaller than the other and blah 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 and as i went on in life i just kept hating myself for that and when i went on tv i remember being like everyone is going to say how like my face is so uneven i'm gonna get like that's what people are gonna say about me on tv and i you can ask any of the producers like they they were all like what are you talking about and it like took one person after the show someone was like does she have a lazy eye and i was like there it is i knew it uh my whole life has been a truth uh like every lie i told myself it wasn't a lie it was the truth i am Out of millions of tweets yep yep <laughs> i took that one and that one that hit home and i ran with it and that has always been my insecurity so to answer your question, I actually, that's why I started doing Botox. I was that insecure about it because I was like, I just want my face to be a little more symmetrical. And I've had to like go through a few years of, because I've done Botox since I was like 26 and I'm 34. And I've had to go through a few few years of like forgiving myself for being like, like I, I'm all for Botox and, and everything like that. But like being that hard on myself because of symmetry in my face like that's so sad and i wouldn't want to like promote that or like say people go get botox for that reason to anyone because imperfections are what make people beautiful and it's taken me a long time to to believe that that's um, your next song <laughs> yeah, everything i say i'm just writing down is like it's called know. lopsided <laughs> it's called lazy eye lazy eyed caitlin <laughs> a lazy eye girl <laughs> Yeah, I'm mean, just gonna remix "Brown Eyed Girl" into "Lazy Eyed Caitlin." But it body just—it's almost a body dysmorphia that you had, and then you yeah. were like obsessing over. And it's yeah. funny because I'm very—I talk a little too strongly of like anti-plastic surgery. But what I'm what I kind of realized is that I'm not anti-plastic surgery. I'm I'm pro like figuring out the why you want to change something because if you don't fix that like inner like demon then you're just going to kind of keep going um so it's like if you can fully understand yourself and the reason why and it sounds like with you it was just kind of a you were just covering up your anxiety with a band a band-aid yes and it was going to come out in other ways let's say you fix your face and it's perfect 
if you're not dealing with your anxiety, you're going to put it on your significant other, or like your career. Well, do you know what I realized through that was I would find anything else. Then I'd fix something and I'd find something else to be so hard on myself for. And it would always be something with symmetry. So for, first of all, I totally forget your main question. Was it something? Oh, <laughs> I just said, what's your biggest physical insecurity? And you kind of nailed it. Yeah. And and so it's so crazy because I've been working on it so hard to like accept things and like be okay with certain things. And I've I have come such a long way, but that's probably my biggest physical insecurity is things being uneven. And I don't know if that's like still a little bit of OCD in me or if it's just from like going on TV and now having to be in photos for like my wine and the scrunchies and always just seeing, you know, social media and having to like pick myself apart. I don't know if that's just, it's probably making everything so much worse, but being self-aware and conscious of it. And and like you said, looking into the why has been really huge for me because I've learned that through going to therapy is the why, like, and, and why you do that. And, and it all makes sense when you really get down to the root of it. But when you're, it's not like an external thing. So someone can't diagnose you and be like, wow, your foot, is broken. So you don't know in your head, I personally, I deal with OCD too, but I didn't really know the extent, but I, I deal with OCD, like with my eyelashes, like I hate feeling like they're not perfectly like brushed out. And like, if I feel like my, I will just with my eyelashes all day. And I realize like, it's just me putting my anxiety of other things into my eyelashes. And you'll even see on summer house, you'll see me touching my eyelashes and people will be like, why is she touching her? Especially the pandemic my biggest joy in life is touching my eyelashes and i'm just like don't touch your face don't touch it it's like helping you with your uh, yeah uh but yeah i think also people who are type a and very like you're a very productive person our brains never stopping and sometimes we do have those scary ocd thoughts but once you can separate them from like ocd thoughts versus who you are yes um, it's like a game changer. It is a game changer. It took me a, a long time to even like start to understand that that was what was going on. Like I just always kind of accepted the fact that I have one eye that's smaller than the other and that's I'm just going to have to be ugly for life. Like so dramatic. <laughs> um, so dumb. I mean, putting yourself on a national TV show when you have that's like a huge insecurity to you is I felt like going on the TV show, I just was like, I'm being, I'm in a bikini all the time. The, who knows? I just kind of was like, if I'm imperfect, it's helping people. And I like tricked myself to being like, I am Mother Teresa for being a size six on TV. And it's like, calm down, Hannah. Calm down. <laughs> but that is what we need. We meet, we need people, you know, that think about all growing up in in our world where we saw all these magazines of what your body should look like. And obviously it's still happening on social media, but it's starting to have a shift, I believe. And like, we need to see people on TV who, even if they're size zero to whatever size, it doesn't matter if they're just like not insecure about it and just like owning their bodies and being like, it's the most beautiful, attractive thing in the world when people are just happy with who they are. You, it's so corny to be like, be confident. But to you to, for you to walk into a room and be like, yeah, my lazy eye, it's hot. What's up? <laughs> even though I can't even see your lazy eye. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, that's because of Botox. <laughs> you're like, my doctor is legit. <laughs> yeah. It's because I've worked on it. I try to own it. Like I've, like, I've not shaved my legs in forever. And it's like, what is a guy not going to 
me because my legs are hairy because then you're not the right guy for me. And I even, I just tweeted about quarantine. Like if you wear makeup every day and then you take off makeup, you look like a naked mole rat. Yeah. But if you never wear makeup, you start to actually like how your face looks. And I'm like, yeah. what if we all just, you know, did a Zoom call, put on Kris Jenner on the line and decide, okay, guys, let's stop. Yeah. Let's stop with all the bullshit because we're chasing standards that we all can't afford anymore. Yeah. And it's not healthy. I think that's one one of the beautiful things that's happening through quarantine is people are just like allowing themselves to just kind of be who they are. They're like, well, frick it up. Frick it. I've never said that in my life. Um, <laughs> weird. That's your third song. Frick it. Yeah, frick it. Frick it. Frick it real good. <laughs> um, but that's like everybody's just kind of like, screw it. I, I, too, have not shaved my legs. I clearly can't get laser hair removal. I'm like finally just got my roots done but i made the girl come over and like put on a mask and it's just kind of like liberating to let yourself be for these yeah people. like the world hasn't ended yeah. no one's like calling 911 cuz you're so disgusting well you're alone um i also i'm 28 and i'm single mm-hmm. and i'm in like a sim- it's a weird world of entertainment we're in now and as someone who's been in like a bunch of serious relationships do you have any advice in terms of like guiding your heart the right way? Well, okay. When is, when's the last relationship you were in? Um, I was kind of in a re- serious one. Of, I was in a serious one at like 26 for a year. And then I've had like three guys that I'll like, I kind of put an emotional wall up and I'll like date guys, but kind of be like, you're not the one for me, but like, I want attention. Which, was, which is fine. Yeah. So I've been like a little protected, but, I've had, it's been like a year, maybe. I haven't had sex in like five months. Oh, me either. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm with someone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, that's quarantine for you right there. You're not missing out. I give hand jobs and that's it. <laughs> Good old fashioned HJ. <laughs> who does that? Who, actually, I don't even, Jason would be like, really? <laughs> You're like, it was funny. It's not about you, Jason. It was for the joke. <laughs> I just envisioned you drinking like a glass of wine, singing to yourself, jerking him off. Sorry. Sorry, you guys. He's just talking about hockey in when he was in high school, and you're like, whatever you say. Yeah, sure. Whatever you say. Whatever gets you going. <laughs> That's amazing. Drinking my wine. Maybe even smoking a cigarette. <laughs> a post-Coyota cigarette with no Coyotas. Uh, You paint a pretty picture. All right, we're going to take a quick break because I have a a fact for you. I would say it's a fun fact, but it's it's not great. Did you know that 75% of us are chronically dehydrated? Yeah, I was one of those people. We are suffering needlessly from frequent headaches, energy slumps, and poor focus. It doesn't have to be this way. I've figured it out now. Hydrant created a refreshing electrolyte powder that you mix directly into your water to efficiently and effectively hydrate your body. So whether you're drinking Hydrant first thing in the morning to start your day off on the right foot or before a workout or just whenever you'd like throughout the day, you'll feel the difference of being fully hydrated. Each rapid hydration mix has a precise blend of electrolytes that helps your body hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. 
And you don't just have to take my word for it because Hydrant is backed by research. So the formula was actually developed by an Oxford scientist to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. That's some fancy stuff. There's no synthetic colors, stevia, or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan. You can choose between the three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply, and you can save even more with my exclusive discount code. For 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com slash vine or enter promo code vine at checkout. That's drinkhydrant.com slash vine. Enter promo code vine for 25% off your first order. We'll be back with more Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. What was I even saying? Oh, relationship advice. I've got none. Um, (laughs) Clearly don't listen to anything that I have to say about relationships. Well, my only thing is like, like, I always in every past relationship I've had up until Jason, I've always felt like I needed to be sexy. And I look back on that now and I'm like, what a shame that I felt that because just anything, just being who I am should be sexy. And that's totally what Jason sees in me. And I always thought like, okay, I have to have the best body or I have to like, you know, not fart in front of people and like all these things. But I'm, that's not who I am. I fart. I like, like, I know you like fart jokes. I too like fart jokes. I'm like, that's not who I am to be that person and so with Jason now like even when I'm so gross and I've talked about this probably too many times on my podcast that he's like stop using natural deodorant it doesn't work for you he's still like so attracted to me and I'm like you just have to find someone that literally loves exactly who you are without like obviously appearance and like the chemistry and physical you know connection is gonna be there but Someone that can just actually be so grossed out by you, but want to like have sex with you two minutes later is true love. That's amazing. I actually have a very not legitimate source that told me once that if we never wore deodorant, we'd never get divorced because you'd fall in love with their like authentic pheromone scent and you're not like disguising it with perfumes and stuff like that. (laughs) Yes. So that's my excuse. I'm just trying to be stinky for love. Like, I'm environmentally friendly. Um, <laughs> and I'm not going to get a divorce. <laughs> no, I I love... And also, like, you... Because we've been... You're so public with everything. Do you have advice for, like, just moving the f*** on? Because you had a very public ending with Sean. Yeah. And, and now you're in another public thing with another person. You kind of have to be focused on your own... What you want. Yeah. That's... I mean... That was so wild to me because I would have never, I mean, the, um, the, the amount of passion I had for my last relationship, I was like, I will never give up on this relationship. This is my fiance. This is somebody that I want to spend the rest of my life. I will never give up. And I just kept feeling like, why are you doing this to somebody who's clearly just giving up on you over and over and like never making you feel safe. And so when the point finally came where we broke up, I was like, screw the timing like, I am, like, so happy within myself that I I knew once he was, and I'm not trying to bash him, but once he was gone out of my life, it was crazy how much lighter I felt and just, like, came back to who I was really quickly because I was like, oh, wait, I am awesome and have so much going on for myself and, like, 
I love myself. Why wouldn't somebody else? And I know I deserve that. And that was like something I'd clearly worked on over the years. So I had that in me when we broke up that when I moved on, I was like totally aware of what I knew I deserved. And then I think when you have that you know, positivity, like shooting out from you and confidence, you're going to attract the person that's going to love you for you. And that's just how I felt. Like it was just like, I wasn't trying. I was literally just like, so I was a hot mess being so vulnerable, but like so sure of who I was as a person. And that's all you need to do. And then you'll attract people who want you, not like this facade of you that you've like worked hard to curate. Yeah. Yeah. What is your biggest turn on versus biggest turn off? In like Jason? In like guys and dating in general. And then Jason, because we might as well talk shit on Jason. My biggest turn off is when guys don't have manners or like, like if we're at a restaurant and they don't treat the server properly, I am like mortified. Um, Or if they want to like, I don't even... Gosh, it's so weird because I didn't really go through like dating after Sean. I just kind of like jumped into like a really healthy relationship, <laughs> <laughs> which is so bizarre. But I'm like trying to think of turn off definitely manners. If you don't have manners, it's like a huge turn off to me. Um, and then a turn on. I mean, that'd be dumb if I said manners because that's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think a turn on to me is if guys. Um, their relationship with their family, probably like anytime, you know, quarantine can be hard. And like, obviously, I could probably if I really thought about it, give you a lot more turnoffs in this time. And I'm sure he could do. But anytime we're just like, I hear him having a conversation with his family, or we do a zoom call, I'm just like, I think I just realized where he came from. And just the amount of respect he has for people he loves doesn't even have to be family I guess it's just I love when people have like their core group of people and just like have no shame in talking about their love for each other or like support or just like like when he get we'll all be on a zoom call with either one of our families actually and everyone's just there like lifting each other up and talking about how much they love each other like there's no shame in any of it and I just think that's weirdly a turn on like I'm like get off zoom and I'm like you're gonna be such a good dad <laughs> and that's hot oh i also think when you're younger those things like when they're red flags you just don't notice them like i yeah. a guy will like curse out a waiter and i'm like he's so cute and then when he disrespects you you're like i didn't see it coming but as you get older you know exactly like you just see his tone like with his sister once and you're like nope you're not yeah. speaking to me like that i thought when everyone's like find a guy with a good family i was like who cares? And then you realize, no, it really is important that they at least understand what love is and or it complements your love story. And family doesn't have to be blood. Like they can, you know, if they have just such a good group of humans that they surround yeah. themselves with is so important. Like, cause obviously there's certain situations where obviously it's not their fault if they don't have like the family that we all like wish, you know, someone could have, but it's, it's all about one of my favorite things to always remember is that it's, you're like a combination of the five people you spend the most time with. And so that can, that family, like all growing up or how you go through life with a core group of friends can be family too. You, it's so true. And I think when I've dated guys who like don't have a lot of friends, it's never worked out well. 
It's true. You're like, people just don't understand him. He's so hot. Nope. He's a dick. Oh my God. Yes. That was all. I was always like, oh, he just wants to spend so much time with me. (laughs) This is so great. Um, Yeah, no, that's, and it's so nice to always like hear other people talk about your person too. Like hearing Jason's buddies be like, he will like treat you like this and he cares so much. I'm like, oh so nice no I used to like love addicts (laughs) like I would just end up with addicts because they had when they realize they like you they have such they become addicted to you and the passion is just so beautiful but then you realize it's not healthy and I don't recommend it and then you end up like you're never their priority it's always the addiction right Um, and I don't know why I kept going for addicts maybe I thought I could fix them but I I like speaking to a, a woman who like like my parents got married at 25. So like you had all these different relationships that it sounds like they built you to be able to find Jason today. Oh, 1000%. I even like, I thought that in my last relationship because I was in such a good place when I went on The Bachelor, like, and by good place, I mean like the best place I'd ever been personally with like going through something hard, coming out of it, feeling confident in myself and then going on to the show. I was like, I'm in a really good place to find somebody. And then I I was at a place where I found somebody got engaged and I'm like, this is the love that I've been like, you know, that I've worked to get here and this is why it's happening now. And just that could still have like, Oh no, that was still one more before I got to like the next one, because you want to convince yourself that you know what you're doing and you, Oh, you deserve this and blah, blah, blah. But I still hadn't, emotionally got to the level that I needed to of self-love even in that last relationship to to know what I deserved and by being unhappy in the end of the relationship I was like nope there's still something missing for me and I still deserve more than this and I, I don't feel bad for saying that it must be so hard to to have all of America who like it's like we were rooting for you. <laughs> yeah, you feel like you're letting everyone down because like they watch this show to like find the love story at the end and then you give them that and you like, you know, you don't show them the hard times behind the scenes. They're just seeing you in this loving, happy relationship on social media. And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, remember that relationship you've been so invested in? Thanks for the support, but it it gone. Oh, and people get angry. They feel like they were lied to. People are like, love isn't real because Caitlyn and today was shot. And you're like, everyone calm down. I, that happened to me with Summer House where I was dating this guy who like, we both had flaws in it. And I didn't expect America to like be rooting for us. Like there's a lot of different couples in the house and they just were like, Hannah and Luke are meant to be. Yeah. And I have DMs being like, if you guys aren't together, I will kill myself. And I'm like, you don't even know him. You don't know him. Yeah. (laughs) But he's handsome. Okay. It's that time of the pod where I sit back, take in the beautiful scent of my home and tell you about the company I love. I'm talking about Caldrea. You've probably heard me talk about how I've been loving this brand and Jason's been reaping all the benefits too. Caldrea is a consciously crafted home and body care brand that combines thoughtful ingredients with amazing, amazing, amazing scents, making caring for ourselves and our homes a beautiful experience. Caldrea's air care products transform your home with your favorite fragrances, immersing you in luxury in every room. I would know since I'm smelling those fragrances as I speak. (laughs) I use their air care products on um, like the linen spray on my podcast chair because 
I don't know if you guys have seen pictures of the podcast room, but it's got a big fluffy chair. I just spray it on there and it's, <clears throat> it's the best. Their air care products like linen and room spray and candles can help you instantly turn your home into somewhere you want to be, especially when home is somewhere we are all finding ourselves more often these days. There really is a fragrance for every mood and every room. So if you're like me, you might want to try the Tangelo Palm Frond in the living room and sea salt Neroli in the kitchen or switch it up every once in a while. Customers have called the linen and room spray heaven in a bottle. I agree. They've also said when I need a little pick-me-up, I will light the candle in my kitchen. I feel the same. <laughs> Love when my kitchen smells like a spa. It really makes my home that much more homey. You need to try Caldrea's products if you haven't already. Get free shipping on orders of $50 or more when you buy online at caldrea.com. That's C-A-L-D-R-E-A.com. Visit caldrea.com and find your signature scent. I know you kind of told me when we were playing beer pong, but what? So the concept of the show is what? For people who don't know also. Yeah, so Summer House, the concept is these like hardworking New Yorkers. We all have jobs in the city. In New York City, when it gets really hot out, you don't want to be stuck in the concrete jungle. You go out to Long Island and there's a place called the Hamptons where it's like really fun and it's a little bougie. And But when you're single, you get a share house. So you rent like a mansion and you pay a couple hundred dollars and you're, there's eight friends that every weekend we work during the week and then we let off steam and go to the Hamptons and fight and, and pee in hot tubs. And it's, it's, but there's also hidden cameras. So it's a little like big brother-esque, but, but there's no competition. It's just us living. So, um, and how many seasons are there? So I came in season three. Okay. And then season four was our last season, which has been the highest rated season thus far. It's season four is a great binge if you guys want to binge it, but Uh, I'm doing it. It's kid people who like we're not just you know random twenty year olds we're all like twenty eight to thirty six yeah. and you kind of see it really even though we're older it is still a coming of age tale like some of us are in relationships some aren't some of our careers are really developed some aren't some of us have issues we all have issues yeah I kind of like to call it a drunken psych ward and you just see how we it's like dysfunctional um, group therapy <laughs> oh my god fun and like what. And you're yourself on it, obviously. You're not, like, a character. Yeah. Um, yes. What do people know you for on the show? Obviously being funny. It's oh, – stop. Thank you. It's funny because during casting, I'm not – I've actually – I never applied to a reality TV show. Like, I feel like everyone's applied. I never applied to The Bachelor. Yeah. I've never thought I would go that route. But they – my life was spent, like, going out to Long Island. I'm from New York City. And I said, look, if you're going to put me on this show – I can't be something I'm not like if you want to show that girls could be sporty and like funny or like leaders or outgoing deal with depression anxiety like I'm that girl but like I'm not gonna be your hot mess fast forward I have been a hot mess however (laughs) (laughs) and that's okay that's okay I think I've kind of I I was kind of the truth teller I think the first season where I kind of was saying what people are thinking I think and then um I kind of feel like I just try to be as just like truthful as possible about everything and self-aware as possible and laugh at myself as much as I can. Yeah, that's amazing. That's exactly what people want to see on on TV these days. You know, someone just being raw and real and like able to like self-deprecating. Like that's all people want to see because there's no one 
out there watching reality show that you know they're like these well unless now the kardashians probably watch reality tv but like nobody's sitting there really being like i've got everything together and my life is perfect and uh, everything in my relationship is going great and i never have too much to drink like everyone is always a bit of a hot mess in their own way and you see so much so so many things that you can relate to as a viewer when you watch reality tv the best advice i ever got was from this guy who said you're not on it to be perfect. You're on it to make mistakes and for America to see how you solve them. Mm. So when I had that perspective and I came in, I'm like, what kind of shit can I f- up and try to figure it out? That's life. So yeah. like, if you try to tippy toe and you try to come off a type of way, you will get destroyed. Y- yes. And it'll never work. It'll just never work for you. you. If you are trying to be something that you're not and you are just trying to fit this mold, That doesn't work for anybody, and especially it doesn't work for yourself. No, and I think that I was able to laugh at things, and I was always very open about my feelings because they always say, like, if you're constantly narrating how you're feeling, at least America can, like, come to an understanding or feel, like, connected to you, even if you're being a lunatic. Right. But if you don't speak and you're not outward, then like people can make up what they want. Like, oh, well, she did that because she was jealous or she did that because she wanted to hurt someone. But if you're constantly open about if you're confused or if you're anxious or if you're um, upset, then anyone can relate to those emotions. Which is also cool to see people being able to express that and, you know, not just like you said, have people sit there and be like, oh, she's just jealous. It's cool to be able to communicate your feelings and like speak to the root of the problem of of how you're feeling. I love that women are so much more complex than like the jealous girlfriend or, you know, the beautiful, perfect girl. We're all so much more complicated. So I do kind of like, I think also I've been able to connect with people on the show because I'm not your typical, like, um, I'm not like super, super feminine or like always trying to be made up and stuff. So I like kind of showing that, beauty and being sexy does not have to be like what you traditionally see in magazines. Yes, I absolutely love that. That's like, I've been working and and friends with this girl, Erin Trelore on Raw Beauty Talks for so long. And that's kind of like her whole message is like, there's so much beauty in every different person, woman, like whoever, just just because of who they are and not what they look like. And we've all just been so brainwashed over decades. What was wild about this show is that like there's gorgeous girls on our show. And I I guess I always valued myself as like an athlete or like I valued myself on being funny, which I guess are two like kind of masculine qualities. But like my parents never called me a princess when I was younger. It was very like based on giving my own issues of like yeah. trying to be really good at things. But <laughs> the show, this guy walks in, his name's Luke, and he's like a model, like a hockey player model. Yeah. And for whatever reason, he like zoned in on me. And I think it's because I don't know, like I don't care that he's a model. And it turns out like he likes girls with big butts. Thank you. I got a fat booty. He likes <laughs> girls who are athletic. He like, And I think America was like, like how did this guy not like a like model-esque looking girl and I want to be like girls it's about swag you just gotta have that swag it's all about swag and I think humor is so attractive I think it's intimidating to men sometimes that's what I I tell myself whenever I get rejected 
Yeah, you're just so intimidating. That's, you know what? That's a great way to look at it. More people should look at it that way. That's our next song. Intimidating. (laughs) Rejection equals intimidation. Yes. It's a bop. I can feel it already. This is becoming Moulin Rouge. We just break into the song. We have have to go back and listen to this whole episode because there are so many song titles in here. Oh, my God. We'll be back with more Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. Welcome to the Related Podcast. My name is Carly Bible. And my name is Amanda Bible. And we are two sisters that are obsessed with inner and outer beauty and everything in between. We hope to inspire you and bring you behind the scenes to discuss all things related to our lives. And nothing is off limits. (laughs) You can download new episodes every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podcast One. Now back to Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. Do you want to wrap up with a final game? Yeah, I have a game for you and you have a game for me and my game's really quick, so. Why don't you go first? Or wait, do you want to play a game or do you have a really f***ed up confession you want to tell me? I have just like a gross fact. Perfect. I have really hairy toes. Oh, me too. Everyone does. Oh. Shit, I thought that was interesting. No. I feel like since I was like like a growing woman when I first got boobs and got like hair on my toes, I was like, uh <laughs> you know when like someone says like puts a little hair on your chest, I was like, uh am, am I becoming a woman when I get beasting boobs and hair on my toes? Like is this is this called being a girl? I think I was you know when you, you're with at a boy's place and you like see his razor and you're like, oh I should touch up. Uh yeah. You just put it in your vagina and you're like, Haha, it's going to go on your face or yeah. wherever he puts it. And I like went to shave my toe and it cut. And I was like, you know, when you cut, it becomes like a murder scene. Yeah. And he's like, why is your foot bleeding? And I like couldn't get to explain that like I was shaving the hair off my toe. And I was like, oh my God, I stepped on it. It was so weird. Like, watch out for that. Maybe you should fix your razor. You should fix your razor. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. I have so many like flashback <laughs> memories of like razors and being like, ah, let me just get a quick like quack, 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 quack in. I've <laughs> used so many dudes' razors and just been like, mm, thank you. This is how I know Jason loves me. He walked in on me shaving my face, okay? He <laughs> there's my confession. I I don't know what it is. I, women get different random hairs, like chin hairs or like, yeah. you know, whatever. I get th- it so bad that I usually get laser hair removal because I'm like, what is happening? I'm like a full blown man. And I've been doing all these hormone tests because I'm like, something is wrong. And then I just said F- it the other day when I was like, it's quarantine. And like, we are so there now that it doesn't even matter. He's like, are you shaving your face? And I went, yeah. And I shaved my arms too. And he was like, okay. And like, d- he, I like owned it so hard that he didn't, it, like he almost felt stupid for asking. <laughs> that is perfect. You have to turn it on them. I guess I get so jealous that men like, don't have to try as hard with stuff. And that's why I'm like, women, let's just be equal to them. But we all have to be on the bandwagon to decide not to try as much. But I also, like one of my dating things is like, you know how man, they're like, oh, men don't listen to you when you talk or like girls are so annoying. You turn it. Don't listen to them when they talk. Tell them they're annoying. But I'm, this isn't healthy. This is just playing games. This is not to have like an actual husband. This is just for you to, your ego. 
Yeah, totally. And that's, uh, you know what? You got to feed that beast sometimes too. <laughs> it is a beast. It is, it is a full on hairy beast. Yeah. You want hairy beast. <laughs> I, think, I feel like that one went well. The yeah. confession. Yeah, it was good. All right, Vinos, thank you for listening to today's podcast made possible by our friends at Briar's Ice Cream, which you're probably very familiar with since they're America's number one ice cream brand known for their absolutely delicious natural vanilla ice cream. And if you've been listening, you know that I'm into Briar's new treats that don't undo your healthy eating. That's right. I'm talking about Carb Smart. Briar's Carb Smart is a line of sweet treats with three to five grams net carbs per serving. The full Carb Smart range has three grams of fiber, 150 calories or less per serving. Briar's Carb Smart is the perfect companion to your low carb lifestyle. Carb Smart comes in tubs and bars and in some pretty incredible flavors. My personal favorite is still the peanut butter even though I enjoy all the others because there's not a flavor that goes to waste in my kitchen. Every time I need a little bite of sweetness, I head over to Carb Smart and have a bar of chocolate-covered almond or a spoonful of caramel swirl, and I don't feel guilty about it. It really is such a great way to indulge without undoing your diet. Try Breyer's Carb Smart for your next sweet tooth craving, available at all major retailers, Walmart, Target, Kroger, Amazon Fresh, and more. Go to briars.com slash vine to get a coupon to try it today. So yeah, at the end of all my episodes, I like to play the game. It's not really a game, just questions. The seven deadly sins. Um, Wait, that's so funny. It's so funny because I always do that too. I'm like, okay, I've got a game. And then it's like just rapid fire questions. And and every time I'm like, well, it's not really a game. It's more questions. But I do it every time. You know, they're like, how do I win? And I'm like, just answer the question. And yeah, just stop talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, game time what are you greedy about Ooh, um my food what kind of food anything i like you would think i would be an okay sharer like but it doesn't matter like if i even got like okay let's say somebody sent me a box of smart sweets and it was like like a box and it's all free and they just sent it to me i will be like, I can't believe Jason just opened one of those packages. Like, I'm like greedy over treats and food. Like, or like, I'm, I'm so full, but like he goes to reach on my plate for a bite and I'm like, ah. but here's the worst part. I am greedy in a way where I need other people's food as well. I was well. about like, to ask you. No, I'm so guilty. When my mom and my stepdad bought me a fork that extends out really long because I just eat off other people's plate all the time. So I'm a total hypocrite as well as greedy. I wow. once got in such a big fight with a guy at a diner because I went sweet. He went savory. So obviously yeah. I needed some of his savory. And I was like, can I, have, can I have some of your toast? And he was like, sure. And he had two pieces. So I yeah. ate one of his toasts. And he goes you ate a whole toast. And I go, yeah, I asked you. And he goes, I thought you were going to take a bite. We fought for like 20 minutes over a piece of toast. And that's why you need to date a skinny man. <laughs> skinny man. Fair. Who are you envious of? Oh. Hmm. Um, I'm probably envious of, wait, I want to really answer this truthfully. I'm envious of probably, um, do you know who Sarah Nicole is? The bird's papaya? Yes. I am envious of her confidence and not even, even if she's feeling insecure about something, just her ability to 
put her insecurities on blast and own them and then feel good about them. Like just the way that she has lived her life. She's gone through so many hard times and like talk about like going, you know, feeling like you're going backwards in life, having kids and getting a divorce and moving back with your parents and feeling shame around your body and struggling with eating disorders. And then like taking such a life learning lesson away from that and like the way she raises her kids and the way she is like a bright light on social media i'm like always so envious of her i don't even want to call it bravery because it's not it shouldn't be brave to put your body out and like because it's you know not standard beauty so i don't want to say that but just her way of like changing people's shifting people's mindset of what um bodies can look like and how they can be beautiful too. I need to have her on my pod because she's one of those people that just popped up and I immediately was just like, I need to follow that person. Like her energy, I felt it. She is a great person to have on a podcast. Everything she says, I'm always so like moved by and she's also hilarious and Canadian and great and she's just wonderful. I'm trying to get in with a Canadian click. Um, She posts like she has stretch marks and I remember the first time she posted it, I was like, oh my God gosh yeah. how, like how brave or right wow but then because it's been on my feed for so long it's so it shows how it's just a societal norm yeah. where like now I see it and I'm like oh my god keep bathing suit same <laughs> like, that's exactly right exactly right yeah that's and that's I love I love having that on my feed because it's it is so beautiful it is she's gorgeous too yes, in every is. way yeah. we're obsessed um when was the last time you experienced extreme wrath so you got really pissed off in today what happened? <laughs> okay, I actually I actually do struggle with like a bit of like a short fuse because um <laughs> are you part Italian? Uh, I you know what? Thank you for even asking that because I feel like I'm are supposed to be no. What are you? I am like a very I'm very British. <laughs> I'm very very British. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with it or uh, I don't know. My fuse is just so short. And yesterday I was having a really bad day. I had really bad anxiety. I didn't want to do so many things I had to do. And I was PMSing and I was like, oh my God, I hate today. And obviously the dogs just make me so happy. And I was chasing them around and I I have this sign on my um, office wall that's off the vine sign and it's like a really thin plastic glass like plexiglass almost and it was on the floor and I ran around the corner and just sliced my baby toe in half on this on this thing and I just was like oh god oh god and I started feeling like I was gonna puke and I dropped to the ground and I just held my toe and thought I broke my toe I was like oh I for sure broke it and I looked down and I was like oh shit it's literally split in half like disgusting and so i started crying and i had to go to urgent care where's jason through all this where where's our savior he was up on a very important phone call and like didn't know this had been happening but this peloton what is he doing yeah he was just doing sit-ups upstairs getting those goddamn abs intact but no i had my assistant here which thank god and she was like (laughs) it was like this wasn't in the job description you're like Cut my toe off! Cut it off! I was like, take me to ER, wear a mask, COVID-19. You might get it. (laughs) Sacrifice yourself! Yep, this is real. You know what? It's going to look good on your resume, okay? (laughs) 
I saved Caitlin's life that one time. <laughs> she split her toe and I risked my life for COVID to take her in. And so I, ew, my toe is so gnarly right now. Um, and so I had to go in and whatever. And then today I was just, I woke up in a grumpy mood because I was like, oh, I had like every intention of doing a spin class and do something like go take the dogs for a walk. And I didn't realize how bad I needed this foot. And so everything that just happened today, it was one of those days I, so I was in a bad mood. This is all very like, obviously like dumb problems to be complaining about in this time, but whatever, I'm allowed to have my days. Uh, I went into the laundry room and I spilled a whole thing of OxyClean detergent, not liquid, like little tiny sand grains everywhere in my laundry room and in my perfectly dressed foot of like you know it had like well let me just give you a little preview oh yeah and and it it was all in there and like i honestly just snapped i raised my fist to the door and went <laughs> you turned into an angry drunk dude named kyle <laughs> that was yes yes i was drunk chad at a party <laughs> Also, you're literally so tiny. The door was like, what? What are you going to do? Put your hand down. (laughs) The door, people can't see me, but the door did this. It was like, come at me, bro. (laughs) That is so Okay. When was the last time you were a sloth? So like you didn't do anything all day. Oh, I do that. I, I actually carve out Tuesdays and Sundays to be a sloth because that's I just need two days to like I love McDonald's it's probably my favorite thing to eat in the world McDonald's and sushi really random but I will like make sure once a week I have my McDonald's and I will be a complete piece of shit on Sundays and Tuesdays and just do absolutely nothing and Jason like will let you like he won't bother you or ask you to do shit oh no he'll he'll join me Oh, that's so nice. Not Tuesdays, but Sundays. He will be absolutely so lazy with me. Yeah, it's amazing. That's so healthy because yeah, a lot of people are dealing with working from home now and they're like, it's hard because now my personal is my work. Where us as entrepreneurs, I feel like we consciously have to be like, okay, no, turn off. Like even on our phones, we're working. So I think it's smart that you pick specific days that you're like, it's the rule. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's totally my time. And everybody on my team and like Jason and my assistant knows it. Tuesdays and Sundays, like, don't don't come at me, bro. I lo- and then the Monday in between, you're like. <laughs> <laughs> the Monday in between, I am like also a sloth, but like a, a functioning one. You're like, I'll reply to any mailers too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a harder one. When was the last time you let your pride or your ego get in the way of something? Um, hmm. I'm like trying to think probably in an argument with Jason. Are you guys good at arguing? We're, I'm not. He is. I'm not good at arguing. He's really, really good at arguing. He's very logical. And I, he reacts with logic. I react with emotion. And so it's a good balance because I need to react with emotion. It like lets me have my moment, but then I can come around and be like, oh, okay. And he is just always like very level headed and it's, it works well for us. But, um, cause he won't like get too emotional from your emotion. Yes. And sometimes I get very overwhelmed if there's a lot of like hot goss in the bachelor world. I don't know why it's a trigger for me, but I'm just like, something came out in the in the bachelor world of someone said something awful and it was like such a topic and I just was so over it 
And instead of just like admitting that that's what was triggering me and the fact that sometimes the bachelor world can actually like hit me in ways where I don't even realize how upset it can make me. Instead of just talking about that, I like told him like his hair looked stupid or something like I was I like try <laughs> that's not what I did but I like it was something so ridiculous like that and I for some reason I could not just put my freaking ego aside and be like holy shit this is what's triggering me and I'm usually pretty good at that but I couldn't do it and I just kept like trying to justify how I was behaving and it was embarrassing I love that and I love the self-awareness of it that's my girlfriend Cleo she's also my manager she tells me she's like you are the most self-aware human being and i'm like yes but now if i could only work on like those things like i can fully admit when i'm a psychopath or be like i was being such a bitch but like then it tomorrow comes around and i do it again and then i'm like well at least i'm (laughs) self-aware okay final one besides jason when was the last time you lusted over someone like do you have a celebrity crush or like did you have a weird moment um a peloton instructor okay here's a confession but i'm like wildly attracted to a gay guy on peloton like i think he's so hot and i'm like attracted to him and he's fully gay i the guy i'm like talking to right now does peloton and he'll send me screenshots of this gay guy and he's like he told me i killed it today was it cody rigsby i think it is Cody is like I think everyone falls in love with him you like get on that bike and he does something to your soul and you're all of a sudden just like I I will do anything for you I'm obsessed with him he's his favorite and I was like getting jealous I was like what does he have that I don't have besides everything and yeah his cardio is better than me whatever oh he's just everything um so I lusted no I'm just kidding not that guy um I'm trying to think of a good one. I obviously have celebrity crushes. Like, I love Paul Rudd. I think he's so sexy. I feel like Jason gives me Paul Rudd vibes. Totally. Except Jason's, like, Paul Rudd's, like, really, not that Jason's not funny, but Paul Rudd's, like, really, like, goofy funny, where Jason's more, like, um, like, um, hmm. How do I say that? Jason's... Jason's funny because he like he like compliments your humor. Yeah. Like he knows how to riff off of it, but like Paul like, Rudd is his own animal. Yes, ex- yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I love how I answered that for you when I literally don't know you guys at all. But that was exactly right. That's you nailed it and that was that exactly what I was trying to say. It worked. You kn- you somehow know. Um to wrap it up, I also I think with reality TV like we went on, you went on way earlier than me when it could have been like really bad, <laughs> just in general, like it could be bad for your reputation or whatever. Yeah. And the fact that you were able to create such a career from wine to scrunchies to music, like it's, it's just been like, it's so inspiring to someone like me who like reality TV, I don't want to be my end all be all once I like get a wrinkle. So, but you've been through a lot to get to where you are today, obviously. And I like to ask this question to everyone for advice on just what do you do to cope with your hell? Like, um, when you're in hell, what do you do to get through it? Yeah, that's a good question because some, it's always changing. Like, and I don't like to say, Oh, I drink wine because yeah, I do. But, um, (laughs) and I'm like, don't forget to go buy spade and sparrow wine. You're you're like Kylie Jenner with her lip. (laughs) Okay. Do you want lips like this? Do you want no anxiety like me? (laughs) 
Chug it! Chug! Yes. Um, but I, uh, I think what I've found works the best for me is unplugging from my phone in a way where like I can still call a best friend or talk to my family or something but I if I am in like that suck hole like I need to just unplug from my phone and sometimes I find it super therapeutic to cry in the shower I love a shower cry me too it's like something like you are back to the womb and you're just being cleansed and you're just like crying and everything's just like pouring out and then I don't know about you but I just feel like I feel so much better after a good hard cry I cried I don't cry enough but I had one of those moments I cried once during summer house this season it was like that's it I I know I know because I hold it in but something finally I, they basically like showed something I said that got taken to like me looking like a bully and it got taken like far that like it looked like I had this vendetta against this girl that I'd only been like nice to the whole time. Um, but I like when I was drunk said that I didn't feel connected to her and um, I started getting all this hate and I'm like say that I'm have bad taste in men say that I'm annoying say that I'm ugly don't but like don't call me a mean girl because that's something that's like really against what I believe in. Totally. So I get in the shower and I feel like I have to cry. And then I'm like, Hannah, don't cry. And then I start crying because I don't let myself cry. And then I start crying about like everything that's ever happened to me. And I'm like, (laughs) and then when my dad yelled at me, I want that. And I had like a full on breakdown in the shower. And then you walk out and you're just like, (laughs) yeah. And I'm back. And I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I love that so much. Well, Caitlin, this is this has been the best remix I've ever done, and it's the only one I've ever done. I feel like we need to do another remix because I'm like, I had so many more questions. I know. I took over. I'm sorry. I'm such a bitch. Uh-uh. No, I love that because I always say this, and everybody knows this. I love being a guest more so. Like, I, I just love it. I love when people ask me questions, and we can, like, have a good conversation through it. So thank you. Um, and I'm, like, obsessed with asking questions. I can't help, but I'm just a little... But that's that's what that's what makes you such a good podcast host. That's why you have a good podcast. That's, well, that's you know, give yourself a little pat on the back for that. Thank but we you. should do it. We should do, actually, a part two. Um yeah. And do like a few more questions because I do. do you have any podcasts? Do you have just one? Yeah, I have one podcast. Okay, I do two a week, and my second one is usually like um like a Q and A or something. So I'm gonna have you back on and do more questions for you because I I love to dive in more. Um, I know you've you are very open with anxiety and mental health and and certain things, and I would love to dive into that with you and and know your plans for your five year plan. Just kidding. What is it? Tell us now. But yeah, if you guys, so look out for that. Subscribe, rate, review, off the vine. Um, hell yeah, I'm so excited. And where do people find your podcast on all the oh, yeah. all the places? So all the places, burning in hell. It's B E R N. It's a fun pun. Smart because that's your last name. Yes, burner. <laughs> uh, that's so smart. I like that. Um, and what? And just like overall, what what do you always like touch on in your podcast? I know we played a couple games or did some things, but what is like the main? If people are going to come find your podcast, what are they going to leave with? Yeah, my little elevator pitch is I talk to people um, about their demons, their deepest insecurities, their fears and um just kind of laugh it off (laughs) it's like an I call it a comedy mental health podcast so we got we get dark and then we build ourselves back up I love that that is so something I'm about and um thank you for doing this little 
what do you mash up podcast (laughs) i loved it it was so fun because it's nice to like have the banter back and forth of not only just like being goofy but having good questions so um i feel like we covered a lot of good stuff today and thank you for being on my podcast as well thank you for being on mine oh you know let's do it again sometime (laughs) uh how do you end yours oh (laughs) okay guys thanks for coming to hell i'll talk to you later Ah, yes. And I say, I'm Caitlin Bristow, and I will see you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening to Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. Get new episodes every Tuesday exclusively on PodcastOne.com, the Podcast One app, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Who's that with OTV?